Welcome to another edition of Pillars of Heaven. I'm in the studio today with JB, my good friend. What's up, JB? Hey, I'm Dr. Mike. Glad to be here as always. As always. As yeah. I'm very excited about this episode. I have a very dear friend of mine on the line. Her name is Vicki. Vicki, welcome to the show. Thank you. Welcome, Vicki. Vicki and I know each other from way, way back. Uh, it's been a long time now. Her and I used to work together. Um, well, we started out working uh, doing mail, and she was a, a mail carrier, and I was there to just put my two cents in. And uh, her, her and I, I actually subbed her route, which I messed up her route for a little bit. And then, uh, I mean, her and I would spend, Vicky, how long would we would spend hours talking every morning? correct? Yes. Just back yes. and forth. Uh, you could see the entire male place would hear her and I cracking up and uh, think that her and I, there's something wrong with both of us. Because <laughs> you know? there's a lot of laughter coming from very early in the morning, very down <laughs> in the corner where they buried us. Um, <laughs> but lots of fun. Lots of fun. So I'm Vicky, I was just talking with Dr. Mike a little bit before the show, and I was telling him that I used to work in a mail room, so I know how boring it is. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you depend on the crew for entertainment. <laughs> oh yeah, they didn't. They didn't have the joy of the Lord in their heart. That's the truth. Because I would come to work with a smile and be happy, and they thought something was wrong with me. But I had well, there Jesus was some, in my heart, there, and I well, was very thankful for the job, and yeah. they just also, didn't understand that. Also something very wrong with you. Very, very wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, also well that. this is true. <laughs> yeah. You're right, Vicky, though, because people misunderstand me all the time. They think, wow, this guy's so happy. He loves it here. Like, no, nah, it has nothing to do with my job. You know, it's, right. it's, has something to do with Jesus Christ. And then when people like learn more about me and like, you know, things that are going, that go on in my life and things I've been through, they're like, Oh wow. You know, they're probably wondering how to, how are you even smiling? Yeah. Right. How about it? So, uh, JB and I had a little bit of an adventure, um, this week and we've, uh, you know, I point everybody to on this podcast and the other podcasts and we point everybody to YouTube where you can hear our our, our podcast there and uh, we had a little adventure with youtube again so jb yeah. what happened man well i knew it was going to happen and i and i warned everybody in the in the group and that's why i've been uh trying to urge and encourage everybody to subscribe to our rumble channel uh, which is completely free uh, so you could just tune in it's it's an alternative to youtube but they are advocates of free speech and so they don't they don't give you community strikes. They don't yank yank your content down. The only thing they they oppose of there is, are we what? Record. Yes, we are recording. <laughs> Double check with <it> that. <laughs> Doctor Mike is asking me if we're recording. Yeah. So wait, where was I at now? Um, YouTube. The only thing the only thing Rumble is opposed to is like hate speech. Like you know, like if you're you know recording terrorists, you know, type videos and trying to like, um, advocate like genocides. Well, they're not cool with that, you know, but as far as like speaking your mind on different things and free speech and, and giving your opinions on things, they are cool with that. All right. So anyways, so what happened was we, again, we're talking about COVID. We were talking about the vaccinations because I told Dr. Mike, I, I made this decision that, you know what, I'm not going to hold back my thoughts. I'm not going to hold back what, you know, what the truth I'm going to share with people and whatever happens, happens. And if Google wants to take us down, then so be it. But that's why I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging everyone to not only go to our rumble channel, but go to our website, Psalm 34, six ministries.org, because no matter what, we'll find a way for you to get access to our shows. Even if, even if um, Spotify takes us down, because Spotify owns Anchor, which is where our podcasts are hosted. Um, but if they, so if they have a problem with us at some point in time and take us down, we'll find a way to get us back up there. So just make sure you go to Psalm346Ministries.org because that's where the shows will be no matter who decides to host us. Yeah, and we know that you know Facebook has a problem with some right. of the stuff we say already. We've been and I've is, been yanked on there before. Yes, and this is why we don't want you to rely on a specific platform, but go to our website because no matter what happens, we will have the shows on there. Yeah, awesome, good point. Yeah. So, um, what we'll do is, uh, I want to talk about you know normally we talk about around the world some headlines that are <laughs> uh, going on. I want to get Vicky's thoughts on it because uh, she's uh, 
got another insight for us. But Vicky, I want to take a little bit of time and tell uh, a little bit of your backstory, maybe, and tell people about you and uh, where you're at. And I know that we work together here in Pennsylvania, and you're no longer here in Pennsylvania. Uh, so whatever you'd like to share, go ahead. The floor is yours. Okay, so I'm going to, well, let's see. I lived on my grandparents' farm, and I miss that dearly. I have, I had five children. The last one was a miscarriage. The first, the first one, my daughter passed away 11 years ago. But I know with all my heart that she is in heaven because God has reassured me, and I've had visions and dreams of her and being in heaven with her and Zachariah, who was the, the miscarriage, but... Through all that, it doesn't mean that I don't miss her. I am sad at holidays and when she passed away and her birthday, but I know in my heart that I will see her again someday. And God has given me that confidence to know that and reassurance. And I'm very thankful and grateful to him for that. Um, When I was at the post office, I tore my right meniscus in my right knee i went and got surgery and i tore it again so i couldn't go back to work and i had to retire oh wow i was very thankful for the job but in the meantime i was praying and just seeking the lord to where we were i was supposed to go and what i was supposed to do now my oldest son lives in lockport which is about almost 50 miles away from pavilion where i live now in new york and i have a granddaughter with him and he was going through a, a divorce with the wife and everything. And so uh, I didn't think about coming up here because of that in New York. What I read in the Bible that the Lord showed me first was that Psalm 27, verse 5, it's in the King James Version. It says, For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. God said, you're going to move to Pavilion, New York. I'm like, no, not New York. I don't want to go there. But it's it's his will, not mine. Uh, It's not New York City. It's Western New York. It's a beautiful place. And the Lord showed me first, because he knows how he made me, a little thick in the head to not catch (laughs) on to things. He showed me Bank Street in Batavia, which is 13 miles from us. And... Um, he showed me two churches on the bottom and they were not the churches that I wanted to go to. I'm like, no, I don't want to go to that church. He's like, no, you got to look up a little further. And a little further up is Cornerstone Church. And he says, that's where I want you to go. But Mikey, do you know how many churches I go by to get to the church up there? But, But the Lord was telling me that's where I want you to go. So he has a plan and a purpose for me that I didn't even know about. And I'm so blessed and thankful because this is the last place I would have moved. But I heard the Lord, his voice speak to me. And I'm so grateful that I'm listening because he has blessed me abundantly. We have a home. I have my mom with me. The Lord said to take care of my mom. So she's with me because my father passed away seven years ago. I I am truly blessed. Yeah, no, definitely you are. And, and, you know, I want to bring up also when you worked at the, uh, down here in the mail, I mean, uh, your the people on your route loved you. I, I mean, they, they loved when you were there. I know when I would sub your route, they, all they asked was, where's Vicky? <laughs> they didn't want to say hi to me, you know, <laughs> like, oh, well, where's Vicky at? I hope she's coming back soon. Um, now people love you everywhere there, you know, it seems to be that, that, I mean, I was drawn to you right away. You and I, I mean, you were there for a very important part of my life also. And when I found out I was going to have my son and, uh, you know, uh, you were there for, for that. I'm the, I think I told you, well, you were one of the very first people that I told you, you know, cause I, I was casing mail and I was, you know, quiet, which is not like me at all. And uh, yes. I think we talked about it, you know, and uh, so that's that's a big, big part of history there. That's uh, at least maybe eight years ago, nine years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you were there for me and that was great. And I appreciate and value all the days that uh, might have seemed mundane. You know, you and I would go there and talk and it was usually the weekends you know, and, um, man, you were so entertaining and so great and such a breath of fresh air, uh, to go and work with. So, you know, thank God for you there. And uh, that, that time in my life for sure. 
Uh-oh. I'm very thankful that we met and that oh, we yeah. worked next to each other. It, it truly, it, it made the day go better and faster and just easier with everybody else who was grumpy and didn't want to <laughs> be there. Yeah, that's true. But um, so now you're in New York and it's great. And, and uh, you know, God's got great things planned for you. And uh, I mean, could you imagine that you'd be in New York? Probably not, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, I'm glad you. I'm, I'm glad that yeah, you know, we reconnected too. I, I mean, I, um, we reconnected. I, I never forgot you. I never would forget you. You know, and uh, it, it was just it's You're one of those people in my life where it doesn't matter how much time goes by, or um, you know, I just pick up the phone. It's like we never lost a, a second of time. You know what I mean? Right. And, Correct. Uh, you know, I thank God for people like that in my life because they are very few and far between. And the, these, you're one of those people in my life that I truly value. And I know that if I pick up the phone and call you, uh, you're going to make me one smile, two laugh, and <laughs> three, it's going to be a, a great overall. Uh, what an encouragement. Every time I hang up the phone with you, my heart feels happy and joyful. And man, God bless you. I, that's all I can say. Well, thank you. You're welcome. So that being said, let's get into some scary stuff from around the world. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Vicki, we go... Um, I, I pick out a couple headlines that are going on around the world here, and uh, we're going to discuss a little bit about it. So the first one that grabbed my attention was uh, the House has passed the Born Alive Abortion Survivor Protection Act. All right. So what that does is it requires healthcare providers to provide care to babies born after uh the, the babies that are born alive following a failed abortion. So now oh. the healthcare providers have to provide uh, care for, for that. Good. So it's it's approved in the House. Uh, the House has passed it. Now, of course, it has to go to the Senate. And then, of course, it'll go to everybody's buddy, Uncle Joe, to see if he vetoes it or not. But right now... Um, Just so everybody knows, before this and probably now, like they're letting babies die. Oh yeah, I I was reading a a book years ago by Michael Savage, and he was talking about uh, this was before I think Obama was even elected, but at one of the one of the hospitals in in Chicago, they would um, if a baby survived the abortion, they would swaddle it up, they would put it in like a little in a cradle uh, in a uh, inside of a little room that looked like a like a baby's room, yeah. but they just left it there to die. It's crazy. <laughs> How That's monstrous crazy. is that? That's crazy. God forgive them. Yeah, I'm telling exactly. you yep. that they are. Mm-mm. That's just not right. And, and you know, know, this that. is this is a heated debate. I mean, uh, people fall on either one side or the other of this debate. And it's, uh, you know, the, another thing they passed is there's a second abortion bill that passed um, in the House and it condemns violence against all facilities and groups and churches that are opposed to abortion. So that that's a like a step for, you know, the, the House is republicly uh heavily favored Republican. Um, and that's where a lot of your conservatives and a lot of your, um, those people are making this, you know, it it gets to the Senate. We know it's probably going to get shot down, but, um, not, not to split Democrats and Republicans because we're not talking politics. Um, but that's kind of a win. And, you know, we talk about this constant attack on people, um, you know, about this issue, you, you know, and, um, Vicky, we just had a show where we're, you know, over in England, it's illegal to pray outside abortion clinics now. You know, well, didn't that woman get arrested? Yeah, they get arrested, they get thrown in jail. It's crazy, you know. It is crazy. But that's that's the way this world is going, and and we know it's going to get worse before uh, before God comes back, and and that's what we're waiting for. But we're actually living in a crazy time where we're experiencing all this, you know, severe downturn where all this evil is just. Man, we could talk about evil uh, uh, for for weeks and weeks and weeks about oh yeah you know, the amount of of evil that's getting turned up on on Christians and on you know our children especially. Well, just last night I I shared a video in the group called uh, what the uh, what was the video? It was um the it was the prophecy update video and the pastor in a video was telling was talking about like. Uh, how that the the modern day church it's like the circus church is here. 
with all these like mega churches and what they're basically not preaching the gospel anymore. And, um, he said that, uh, wow, I just lost my train of thought. (laughs) I do that too much. Circus Church, that's where we're at. Yeah. I saw the post. I didn't get to see it because I, I watched your other oh, one about uh, he was the go- temple. He was going over the def- the definition of, uh, and I don't know where he was reading this definition from, but the definition, the new definition of a man and a woman. Uh, a man is someone who identifies as a man but may have been uh, acknowledged as a different gender at birth. And it says the same definition for a woman, but reversed. Yeah. Like, what the heck is that? Yeah. I mean, this is where we're at now. Yeah. Uh, it's sick. And this is the ridiculousness that they're probably teaching the kids now in, in elementary school. How confused are people going to be? You know, which is what they want. Yeah. Vicki, what do you think about that? Well, I think that personally that we're living in the 70th week of Daniel. That's what I'm thinking that we're, we've, or, or it's just getting to the point of that because it's, it's like Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. I mean, it's just as bad as that. And they were, and look what happened to them. Yeah. I'm yeah. just saying, and, and they found proof of the salt that has, was burned so badly that the soil was, oh, it's just uh, unbelievable that, pe- and you know, the thing of it is the people, Real, don't realize that the Holy Spirit dwells within all of us, but they have hardened their hearts and turned themselves off to God because they want to live in this world and have the things that they think will make them either rich or popular, but they fail to realize that they aren't taking any of that with them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and this is, you know, and, and you're going to see a lot more getting preached about, you know, this feel-good religion, where uh, if you feel good, then it's okay, and if you do this because it's okay, uh, and they're changing they're changing religion to, uh, they're shaping it so that people are okay with it instead of a very clear definition of, hey, this is right and this is wrong. Uh, now it's well, it's it's not wrong if you feel it's not wrong, or yeah, uh, you know. So, and I definitely want I want you guys to check out that video when you get a chance in the group Psalm thirty four six Ministries. There's a couple of things I don't agree with in the video, and that's okay. I want what I want to uh, to task you guys to is always always pray for the spirit of discernment so that you can you can you know find out for yourselves what what's true and what's not true. But one interesting thing that the pastor talks about in the video is during the end times where you have like the lukewarm Christians and you have people that are, they're going to church and maybe professing the faith, but they're not really walking in the faith. And like you were saying, Vicki, about how, you know, the, the culture, the society, it, it's bleeding into the church. And now you see a lot of division even in church and even in churches, the problem is we have to get ourselves out of the way. Right away, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it too. Right away, somebody will say something and you get get offended. No, you got to check your heart and say, Lord, forgive me. That's what's wrong with people, even myself. I forget to say, Father, please forgive me. I, I shouldn't have thought that. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. So what we are here to do on this earth is be a servant to God. And then when you humble yourself like that, things are not as they appear to be. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. Very good point. So. Yeah. And there was a, I'm glad you said that Vicki, because it just brought to mind the one scripture in the, I think it's in the book of James. Uh, it says something about stop being so angry because you can't, you can't do God's work. If you're, right. you're filled with anger and, and, you know, that spoke to me because how many times, and, and that's, it's one of an, you know, it's like being offended, you know, it's one of those initial responses because maybe someone does something that you think is rude. Um, and that's why we should always step back, you know, and, and, and let our anger subside, get that human emotion out of the way and, and then proceed. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And, and it's, you know, and just like you said, Vicki, you know, you have to ask for forgiveness. We want to be forgiven, too. And that's one of the requirements is, you know, we have to forgive others. You know, if we want to be forgiven, that that's the requirement. 
you know, sometimes it's very easy to pass judgment on somebody or, or be offended or, or take something the wrong way. But we're, you know, it's good to take a step back, take it all in, realize the overall picture and just take it easy. Sometimes people lose sight of that. Yes. Um, so that takes us to, okay, so the house has passed that. So we're waiting to hear more about that. So my next uh, topic from around the world is we talked, I think it was last week, about the Passion of the Christ sequel. Um, oh, yeah. So I, th I think it was last week. Um, the headline came out this this week that is was reportedly uh, false. It was rumored to have been filmed this year. And from what everything I'm reading, it is not going to happen this year. Oh. Uh, it's still going to go on. Um, the sequel is focused on... Vicky, have you seen Passion of the Christ? Oh, yes. Okay, so the sequel is supposed to be um, on the Passion itself and then the, the events that occurred the three days between his crucifixion and the resurrection. Um, I think it's going to be That's super awesome. It's going to be interesting. Super awesome and super interesting. Yeah. Is he going like, so you're saying that Mel Gibson is going to be covering what happened during the three days? Yes. Ooh. Yeah. And that, it, I, I tell you what, most people gloss that, over that. Uh, yeah. And, That's and people have asked me that. Uh, it, it's a very real topic if you think about it. Yeah. Like, well, where was Christ during right? those three days? Um, some but, people say I, I've heard it's that he went to Hades, yeah, and that he was actually preaching down in Hades because everybody has to hear the good news of Christ. There's there's so much involved with this. Uh, I, I mean, it is in the works, from what I'm told. Um, you know, Passion of the Christ was released way back in 2004. Um, and Jim Caviezel, we talked about that. He's the actor who played Christ. Uh, I talked about, we met him, but he said himself that it is coming and it's going to be the biggest film in world history. Wow. And that, that's what they're projecting it to be. Uh, you know, when the passion came out, it was the top grossing Christian theme movie of all time. And it Yo, was, Mel, Mel Gibson's a strange character, but he, he is, but he guy. did put out, like he did make a good production with the passion of the Christ. Yeah. Yep. I um, I I heard some strange things about his religious beliefs, so I don't know. But uh, I, I have mean, to. I've heard lots. You know, you always got to check yourself when you hear about stuff. You you know, it just and, goes to show you though that even if he is like we, you know, has some weird far out beliefs, God still was able to use him to to make that production because the Passion of the Christ is so necessary to watch. It's hard to watch. And it makes you feel squeamish. It makes you feel uncomfortable. And that's you, the way you should feel. You can like you can, you almost like you, you um you flinch when you watch it, you know. But but the Bible says that's how bad it was. It was even yeah. from what I heard, it was even worse. Uh, the Book of Isaiah says that he was beaten beyond recognition. He he was beaten beyond human likeness. Yeah. Uh, so just imagine like how horrific. I mean, and and we need to know that that's how real it was because. You know, most other productions they clean it up. You know, it's it's not, no other production had it to that detail. No way. Yeah, they, they had it clean. There was not. There wasn't all this blood, and there was gore, and it was just. It was. It was uh, the Passion of the Christ was just in your face, ugly, and that's the reality. Yeah. So, but what ahead. I want to say is that what Jesus said on the cross, even though he was all bloody and he was dying. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Yeah. What a heart of love towards his children yeah. that he could say that. Amen. Yeah. And you know, um, we, we've talked about this before, Vicki, on the show, that, um, that Jesus Christ was fully human, but he was also fully God. And only Jesus Christ could do what he did when he came to earth because it, dealing with this, this flesh, this body, only God could could overcome that and not sin. Yes. Uh, but I mean, the reason why it's such a difficult topic to talk about, because people, I think people have, and I've had this in my myself, I've had these assumptions like, oh, well, Jesus was able to do that because he was God, or Jesus was able to overcome this. But what we do, so the reason why this topic gets a little tricky is because um, he, 
he had our body. He, he had the human likeness. He was a human. He had a human body. So he had all the, the, the hunger, the urges, the, the, the temptations, emotions, yeah. the emotions that we all deal with, the triggers. Um, but he was fully God also. Where, where people, and this is why I have, I don't want to get too sidetracked here, <laughs> but the why I have a problem with the show The Chosen is because they portray Jesus a little too much human. And while he was, while he, while it was God in a human body, they're. They portray him as. Jesus was perfect. Yeah. And I don't think he ever had to really. Um, figure out what he was going to say. I think he always knew what he was going to say. I mean, when you think about all the prophets in the Bible, did they ever stutter? But now you're going to portray Jesus as somebody has to figure out and plan what he's going to say. That's where my problem is. I don't want to split hairs. I, other than that, I think the show is good. Yeah. But I wish they would fix that part because Jesus Christ is like was like he was and is like no other. I mean, when he came to earth, um, yes, he had to deal with this body of flesh, but we, we need to also remember and, and give him the, the praise and acknowledgement of his deity. He was God in the flesh. So as a mommy, I think about how he was as a child. I'm sure, I mean, I hate to say that I'm sure he was a perfect child because we know that this is a broken world. Yes. But he was perfect. So I, I just can't imagine the glow that he must have had, the love in his eyes. I, that's how I think about him. Yeah. Well, I have childlike faith. Yeah. Well, Vicki, um, so I was just reading not that long ago in the, the book of Luke um, that you never have when um, they were leaving um, – the the, the the yeah the festival they were leaving Jerusalem and they were like oh where's Jesus because they thought that he was traveling with other relatives <laughs> so they went back and they they found him in the temple and and then he said that uh, well why were you looking for me you know I I have to be about my father's business yeah. and yes. and they were confused but what did it say afterwards but he was obedient to his parents yep because. He was always Jesus, you know. He was he was always God in the flesh, and you know he he could you know God could have been arrogant and said like, well, this is what I'm doing. I'm God, you know. But that's not how he was because Jesus Christ led a life as an example to us. Yes, he came to be a servant, and he said, and you know, just like in the Old Testament, because you know Jesus Christ is God, you know, he wants us to obey our parents, and. Everything that Jesus did while he was on earth was to show us how he wanted us to be, which is why he served. And he said, you are not greater than your master. I came as a servant yep. and I want you to do as the same. Yes. I just want to say one thing. My youngest son told me that they found the Ark of the Covenant and uh, that they, they aren't going to touch it. But he was saying, my son said that they found it underneath where they crucified yeah, Jesus yeah. and that the blood they sampled the blood and it had 24 chromosomes right and yeah. we have 23 that's amazing I mean huh. you know that it was the Holy Spirit I don't know it just it just made me light up inside that wow wow just amazing yeah <laughs> yeah and if you see I, I actually saw part of that uh, and I was reading about you know uh, what they're claiming and everything and uh, if you go uh, along with that, and you'll see that they're claiming they found Noah's Ark now, also, um, and, and the dimensions are spot on, and, and um, it's, there's really cool things happening right now. And you know that you know in the end times, a lot of supernatural stuff is going to start happening. Um, so I'm excited for that. Uh, some people are scared for that. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, but anyway, th this. This uh, movie that it's in production, but there's no immediate um, plans to move forward on it. I know they're saying now it may be released in 2024. It's something to look forward to. I'm super excited about it, uh, and all I can tell you if is it, it is as powerful. If it is as powerful as the first one, this is going to be awesome. Oh yeah. Um, yes. I just want to say, Dr. Mike, going back to what you said before about people, some people being afraid of the end times. Yeah. I mean, at one time I was, but you know, now I'm just like, things are just progressively getting so bad anymore that 
we need a change. Yeah. <laughs> we need something. So it's like at the point now where I'm like, all right, something's got to happen, you know, because like this, everything just keeps getting worse on all sides and fronts. I can, I can see the younger argument and not the argument, but the concern it's if you're 16 or you're 17 and you see the world, you know, um, the way it's going and you know what's prophesized to happen. And it, it's easy for them to be like, man, I'm going to miss out on life. You know, I'm 16. I'm not going to get married. Maybe I'm not going to have a full life, become a grandfather, grandmother. Um, you know, I used to think that way as a teenager, yeah. you know, and, uh, but man, the world was not the way it is now when no. I was a teenager, you know, it's, man, what a difference. And that's, and that's a worldly way of thinking too. Sure. And I realized that, you know, a lot of us go through that when we were younger, but you know, but what's coming, but you're not missing out on anything, yeah, exactly. you know, I mean, cause like we, we can only, we can only experience God as much as we possibly can, you know, on earth. And so we're only getting like a fragment you know, yeah. of what it's, and you know how, you know how you feel filled with joy from the Holy Spirit? I mean, this is like a particle compared to what it's going to be like. And so we have no idea, you know, and everyone that crosses over, you know, to the other side in heaven, I mean, they, they might not have been happy at first about going over there because maybe they were, you know, leaving their loved ones. But I'm telling you, like, I guarantee you they wouldn't want to come back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's like uh, we have no idea. Why worry about? We can just think. It's about like you're it. on vacation, right? Let's say you're down in Aruba, and you just are enjoying where you're at, and you don't care about what's going on back home. You know what I mean? You just don't care what's happening there. You're having a good time. Yeah, but it's, um, it's more than that. I mean, I yeah. can't I can't even put it into words because, like, you know, and you're just you're feeling you're you're feeling the joy of the Holy Spirit, and maybe you're you're having a. a you're, you're, you're having a Bible study, you're reading your Bible and you're just really just soaking in the word and you don't want that time to end. Yeah. And I think that, and that that's not even a good comparison, but like, so if somebody goes to heaven, they, they're filled, they're engulfed with the spirit of God. I mean, you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want to leave that. Yeah, no, that's for sure. So I'd like to say something. Sure. I heard this statement. I don't know who said it, but, it, it was said that for Christians, this is the closest to hell we were we will ever get. For non-believers, this is the closest to heaven they will ever get. Yeah, you know that's, what? That's, that's really awesome. That's very sad. Oh, yeah. yeah. But that's an awesome sa- statement. Now, how true that is. You yes. know? How, how true that is. Because we know in heaven, no death, no, 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 more, no more pain, no more... Um, Sadness. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, on the reverse... This is just the beginning for those that are that have no hope. Um, mm. Yeah, you know, because there's a lot of people who um, non-believers who'll say stuff like, "Oh, well, this is hell," you yeah. know, when they talk about Earth, and like people just don't get it. You know, the real the the I guess if you had to sum up the definition of hell in a couple of words, it's the absence of God, the yes. absence of God's presence and nobody on earth knows what that's like because god's presence is on earth even if you follow god or not even if you're a believer or not god's presence is here yes and in hell he's not there at all and nobody knows what that's like believers or unbelievers alike nobody knows what that's like except for those who have passed on and are in one destination or the other they know what it's like and um, I don't. I don't want. I, w- I don't want to know what that's like because I can't imagine. I mean, that's how like empty and void you know of everything. I mean, this is why they're. This is why they're weeping and gnashing their teeth. Yeah. I mean, because yes. they're just. They're so de- deprived of of what they didn't even realize they had on mm-hmm. earth. Uh, because you are you are loved even if you don't realize you're loved. Right. Yeah, and that that's uh you know that goes to your your upbringing and and your what you do with your time here on earth and that kind of leads me into my next headline which is um one third of all Americans have stopped attending church following the pandemic. So uh you, you know I read statistics a lot and and it's you know the, the amount of people that uh, we talked about it here. How many people remember we talked about the Christmas story? How many people didn't know the true meaning of Christmas story? Um, 
you know, the summer of 2020, you know, church attendance went way down, but we were knee deep in something we didn't know. There's a pandemic across the world. Everybody was on lockdown. So sure, that number is going to go down. But now, you know, the spring as of last year, the spring, we've increased that, uh, you you know, following that to 27% to where now, right now, we're at one third of Americans that, that say they've never even attended a church service, a religious service. So you, you can tell the difference. I mean, we talked about this also growing up and, you know, you went to church every Sunday and whether you, whatever religion you or whatever variation of religious service you went to, everybody had exposure at some point. Um, but now it's just not the case. And now it's weird because now more than ever, it's easier to go to church and you can do it from your couch, you know, watch it on TV, you can watch it on your phone, uh, but still a third of Americans say they've never attended. Yeah. And that's sad. So hmm. they don't know. They don't know any, they don't know what they're missing. You yeah. Know what I mean, they don't know the story. They don't know. Uh, it, it's just a staggering amount of people. You think of how many people are in America. It's a third of them is just have no idea. Um so our work That's is so cut sad. out. Yeah, our work is cut out for us for sure. Yeah, our work is cut out for us, but this is when we have to put our faith in God and not, you know, worry about these types of statistics. And what I mean by that is because you have from the one the parable of the sower, yeah. You have the good soil and bad soil. Right. <clears throat> it's like the old saying, uh, where they said you could put a gorilla in a in a and a what, what a fish tank or whatever it's oh, not I've never a, heard that it's one. not a fish or whatever you know what I'm saying but uh somebody could sit in church all their life but if they don't if they reject God it didn't do them any good yeah you know and that's where we have it I mean the enemy's trying to do all that they can to to push people away to destroy people's lives and you know while they while they did lower church attendance. Uh, maybe in 2020 during the pandemic shutdown, those people that fell away were probably going to fall away anyways, or maybe they might come back, yeah. but they might have been lacking faith anyways. Maybe they were just going because their parents always went, so they went and it was out of habit. Um, I think that, uh, and I, I think it's still coming to this day. I think there's going to be a big revival, and I think that a lot of people are going to be um, moving towards God. And it, we, we can't focus too much on church attendance, but let's focus on like what's going on, you know, for the past year. Cause I only started going to church again, maybe a few months ago, Recently, yeah. but over, over a year ago is when I started reading the Bible and praying and, and reading the Bible all the time. And so people are looking for answers and our mission field is, is right where we're at. It's, it's in the workplace it's, you know, at the store and the streets, you know, you don't have, I'm not saying you have to harass people and, you know, anything else. It doesn't have to be awkward and weird because you, you don't want to push people away and you don't want people to avoid you, but don't, don't be afraid to give praise reports. You know, like, uh, I'll give you an example now because it just happened uh, yesterday. So I've, every day I've been bringing cookies into work because my mom just gave me like so many Christmas cookies when I visited, visited uh, on uh, Monday. Mm. So I'm like, I can't eat all these cookies. So I, uh, I bring them every day. I was bringing some cookies in. And so my one coworker goes up and says, oh, I want to, uh, I'd like to have a cookie. Uh, you know, I, I offered them to him and he's like, oh, I'm just trying to, I don't want to, I don't want my dirty paws to get on the cookies. And I said, oh, I don't worry about it. I said, I prayed over him. I said, I pray over my food, you know? So thanks to Jesus Christ, you know, it's, it's safe, you know, but, uh, I always try to put that out there. And I'll tell you what, after I had that little bit of conversation with them, I had this this peace that I know was coming from the Holy Spirit as like a reward, you know, like for me mentioning Jesus Christ's name because Jesus Christ said that if you're not ashamed to mention me in front of others, then I won't be ashamed to mention you in front of God's holy, holy angels. Yeah. Right. And that itself is powerful. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know. Just, just imagine if you're ashamed to say something and then... But it's easy. You know, I mean, I've done it for years, different times where I'd be like, ah, do I want to say that? Well, it's intimidating. Yes, it, it is. It, it, and it's, you know, a real conversation you have inside your head 
about, you know, because it's scary. Yeah. It's a scary thing because people react to that name. Mm -hmm. As soon as you say it, that people react to that name. There's power in that name. And so a a lot of people are like, man, I don't want to be seen as that off the wall, you know, freak. Because a part of us wants to fit in, fit in. But you know what, though? I mean, I'm getting to, I'm maturing to the point now where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to talk about Jesus. And if that's, if you have a problem with that, then maybe there should be a problem. Yeah. Then maybe if you don't want to associate with me anymore, then maybe you shouldn't associate with me anymore. But I don't want to, I'm trying my best to set myself apart to, to draw a line. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to push people away, but at the same time, like we have to, we have to stand our ground. Hmm. You know, the church for too long has been trying to, to assimilate, to um, cohabitate. Yeah, bend the rules. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and yeah, and compromise. That's the yeah, word I was compromise. Compromise, and it's and now this is where we're at. Yep. Now you have churches that are saying it's okay that gay marriage is okay. That you know, you have churches where there's. There's gay ministers. I mean, what are we doing here? Well, you heard the Pope say that we all serve the same God too. Yeah, you know. So what? Do, what are we? What do we stand for anymore? Yeah. You know. And I'm not saying all the churches are like that. Not all of them, but quite a few churches that they're preaching that this is okay. Hmm. Like, I, it, it's amazing that those people even have a congregation because if I was going to a church like that, I'd be like, well, if, if well, the thing is, if you don't know any better. And you're going there for answers, and that's what you're being told. Yeah, that's what you believe. You know what I mean? It's instead of questioning it or learning for yourself, opening the book and finding out uh, what it says about stuff like gay marriage and and yeah uh, stuff like and that. And you know, the Bible is constantly being picked at. Sure. Someone made a good point in the one um, that video I shared yesterday. That pastor he was he was saying that there's this one preacher that is he said he's a false teacher. And he said that he's saying that God never said, my God, why have you forsaken me? Hmm. He's saying that Jesus never said that on the cross because God would never have forsaken forsaken him. Hmm. That's what the preacher was saying. He said he's, that's false. But see, now here's the danger of this, this teaching. See, if teachers start telling people, oh, this, you know, God never said this, it's not in the original manuscripts, well, now people are going to start questioning all the scripture and start picking it apart and start saying like, well, you know, God didn't really say that. And yeah. he, it's kind of, it's just, it goes back to the serpent in the garden. Mm-hmm. Well, God didn't really mean that. Yeah. And, and now all of a sudden we have a mess on our hands. I mean, the Bible is our manual for life. Yeah, that's a good point. Very good points. I, I have two things to say if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. First, first one was when I was still in Pennsylvania in November, I was helping uh, friends out that went away watching their puppies, and I stayed at their house. And while I was sitting in the chair sleeping with the dogs, I had a dream that the demons were all around me covering my mouth, and they said to me, you shall not speak his name. And all I kept trying to say is Jesus. And I thought when I woke up, wow, why are they so afraid? that I'm going to speak the name of Jesus. I mean, that just blew me away that, like you said, there is power just in that name. Every knee will bow yes. mm-hmm. to that name. Yep. And when, and I truly believe, like, I'm sorry for interrupting. Nope. Go ahead. I truly, I truly believe that now more than ever that we are, we are blessed when we talk about him. Yes. And, and rewarded. I mean, the, the, the joy that I felt, you know, from the Holy Spirit after having that conversation with, with that man is indescribable. And if anyone's never experienced that, they, w- they won't fully appreciate what I'm saying. But l- let me tell you, from someone who has been riddled with anxiety and stress, there is no price you can put on peace, especially the peace that comes from Jesus Christ. You planted a seed. And yeah. God says, if you plant the seed, he the Father will water it, or Jesus. They will water it. That's that's the whole point. Sure. If we just open our mouth and do what He says, and and it's hard. Like you said, it's hard. Sometimes we're afraid, but I'm very open and and honest and loving, and I know that comes from the Father. At at our church, we our pastor said we're not 
doing church as normal. There is no more normal after 2020 and the pandemic that we need to shower the love that the Father shows us to the people outside of these walls. First of all, it's not the building. We, the people, are the church. Oh, we're the front line. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're out there with all the people that are, that are not going, that are not sitting, sitting in the pews. Yes. Yes. We have an outreach now. Uh, It's called Revival Fire Network and it's on Monday nights and we gather all the churches in the area and they come uh, once a month. At the end of the month, we have a, a fellowship and we talk, we pray. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Plus our church has Monday nights for, for the people that go to church there prayer night it what a powerful night that is just to go before the presence of the lord with a, a group of people because he said where two or more are gathered he is in the midst so it's it's beautiful nice yeah and, and vicky i also want to touch on something else you just said before about planting the seed and i because i i've said in previous episodes that people make it uh more difficult than it has to be when it comes to sharing their faith and so they get nervous and then they don't do it at all and so I've said in, in previous episodes that sharing your faith can be as simple as if somebody asks you, why are you so happy? Or, or maybe um, you're going through something in life and someone's going through something similar and you say, well, I, I was going through this, but I prayed to Jesus and now, you know, thank Jesus, like I'm, I'm doing better or I have this money now to pay this bill that I didn't know how I was going to pay. You're sharing your faith by those praise reports. And meanwhile, you're not shoving it down someone's throat. Right. So you're presenting it in a way where you're planting that seed for God to water. Because it's it's in their mind now. And they that that thought might come up to them when maybe they're faced with some kind of trial. And it's, it's difficult to share your faith even like that if you're new to it, but that, then I encourage the believer to pray about it. Ask Jesus to help you. Jesus wants us to do this, so he will help you with this. Um, ask for the Holy Spirit to, to, um, to emit from you, to dwell in you, and to put people in your path that, that need to hear this. And, and like I said, it, it doesn't have to be, you know, a lot of people, when they think about sharing their faith, they think about Billy Graham and they think about, you know, somebody walking around with a pamphlet and saying, you need to find Christ. Then, you know, no, don't do that because that's, I don't think you're going to have very good results by doing that. How about just smiling at somebody? That's what I did on the people that liked me on my mail route was because I showed them a smile that they didn't get all day. I mean, they looked so sad and I would say, you know, you'd look much better if you just smiled and it made them smile and that changed their, their heart. And it's all about the heart. If, if our heart is changed, we, we emanate that love that God has. It comes right out of us onto other people just by a smile, just by saying hello. Right. And, you know, and it go going back to the book of James again, it's, it's, um, our works, our works are our evidence of our faith. And people will start to ask you, you know, especially as times get harder, people are going to ask you like, why, why do you have so much peace? You always have a smile on your face and you have this indescribable joy in your eyes that and we don't, and I, they they want to know about it because they would like to experience that too. And so that these are, these are windows of opportunities for people to speak out. And, and if you feel that prodding inside of you, like I need to talk about Jesus right now. And I'm not saying that you have to be forceful with somebody and just say, well, I pray to Jesus on a daily basis and I, and I read my Bible and I ask Jesus to be my guide and my light and to guide my path and to, and to, and I ask for his peace on a daily basis Hey, they asked for it, so I'm telling them. You know, and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Here's the, here's the thing. Let me interject real quick about because we were talking about seeds and, and planting, and and you know, your job is to plant that seed. And the um, First Corinthians three says, um, "For we are God's fellow workers; you are God's field and God's building." And it says, you know, there's different uh, roles assigned to everybody. You know, some people plant the seed, some people water it, but it says only God makes things grow, 
right? So, Amen. So our yes. our our mission and our our goal is uh, maybe it is to plant that seed, but maybe it is after someone's planted that seed that you encourage them along the way, yeah. or or you send that uh, smile along the way. Um, but at the without well, the sound of the tone there. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, that was um, another call on the line. Oh, okay. Click. <laughs> So, all right, that being said, let's move on to our next topic. It's a good discussion. I but, like what we're doing. But you're right, though. Before we move on, I just want to say again, I can't I can't stop reiterating this because I think people have, they just misunderstand what it, what it means to share the faith. Yeah. You know, it's not about trying to force a conversion. And it's okay. It, this is why people don't, I think, I really think this is why people don't want to do it. And that's why they, and that's why the enemy scares them into not doing it because I think they feel like they need to have, they need to see results. Or they need, they feel that they need to stand on a soapbox like somebody in Times Square and say, the end is coming. Yes. You know, that's what we're saying not yeah. to do. Right. Don't do that. And also don't ex get out of the habit or the way of thinking of expecting results. Cause we're, we're an exalt driven, uh, result driven society. We it might it. be years. It could be. Yeah. It could be decades later when people turn their life around, or you don't know. You know, your your job is to plant that seed, yeah. or to water that seed, and not to worry about anything else. And know when to move on. Right. You know, if you're if you're sharing a praise report, uh, and you're talking about something that Jesus Christ did in your life, uh, once you're done talking about that 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 situation, you know. Don't be afraid to move on to another topic, you know, another subject, whatever you're, you know, wh whether you're at work or wherever. Um, that way you, you, you've done your job. You planted that seed. Um, but know when, you know, you need to move on to another topic. Yeah, good point. All right. Speaking of another topic, here we go. So uh, NFL this weekend is in um, the playoff start. And we talked before the show about, uh, Buffalo and that and that um, the tragedy that happened on the field with his heart and um, it brought us to the headline with Tim Tebow. A lot of people know who Tim Tebow is. Um, even if you don't follow sports, you know who Tim Tebow is. Oh yeah. Um, Tim Tebow is about to be inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. Um, if you don't know who he is, he was uh, University of Florida quarterback. He was the first college sophomore to win the Heisman. Um, which is a huge accomplishment. Um, Wait, so he was not a professional football player? He was. Oh, okay. He, he's getting inducted into oh. the college football hall. I was going to say, game. wow, he was really, he was super famous for not being pro. Oh, no, he, he was <laughs> a two-time national champ um, back in 2006 and 2008. Uh, he rose to fame. Uh, he eventually got drafted by the Broncos and he played three seasons there and he would become famous on the world stage um, as taking a knee and always taking time to pray and people would call it Tebowing. Um, you know, he launched the foundation later on in 2010, but he really rose to fame during the national championship game in 2009, where he painted John 316 with black ink under his eyes. Mm. Um, and after that game, Google searches for John 316 hit 90 million searches. Wow. Can wow. you believe that? That's Isn't that wow. awesome? Yeah. Yeah. 90 million people Googled John 316 um, awesome. just mm -hmm. after that game because he wrote that under his eyes. Um, Powerful. Yeah. So he went on to, uh, like I said, he, he launched the Tebow Foundation. Uh, he quotes that, I believe every single one of us can truly become a life that counts because as long as we have breath, we have a purpose. And we know, uh, you know, the God of this universe has created all of us unique, all different, but all with a plan and all with a purpose. And I believe it's a mission. And I, I know he's involved with Cure as well. I know yeah. I'm high on the Cure horse. And what he just um, said is everything the enemy says the opposite is, is telling you is a lie. That right. you're not that you you're not special. Right. That you don't have a purpose. Right. That you're just you know created out of thin air of gray matter, and you're just an accident. 
And, you know, guess what? You know, we're now we're now we're telling you that there's no difference between men and women and that, you know, you just can be whatever you want. Well, here, here's some. I mean, this goes to show you that everything that you do, you don't know the impact it's going to have. You don't know what the impact. Vicky, just like when you smiled at people on your route, you don't know the impact. He wrote something on his face and 90 million people mm-hmm. checked out what it was. Yep. That's you know, amazing. Right. And you know, the fact that you said that you just told us that story. Dr. Mike, it, I, I love having, I love that I got this tattoo on my hand. Yeah. Uh, Vicky, obviously you can't see, uh, but um, I have Psalm 34, six tattooed on my hand. And cool. I'm, so every day, cause that's, you know, obviously that's what the ministry is named that there's Psalm 34, six ministries. And every day I'm advertising that. And the one time uh, this guy at, at, at the convenience store asked me about it. Mm-hmm. And so I told him the verse. And if, uh, Vicki, if you're not familiar with that verse, it is, I was a nobody, but I prayed and the Lord saved me from all my troubles. And, uh, I love that verse so much that I named the ministry after it. Um, I live that verse, you know, because, um, I was riddled with so much anxiety and the only one that could save me from my problems was the Lord. Yes. And he has given me, uh, a peace that transcends all human understanding. And, um, I, I I thank God for that on a daily basis, and I I'm always asking for His peace on a daily basis. So, uh, but yeah, Psalm 34 six. Um, how many people maybe have seen that tattoo on my hand and have looked it up? I hope a lot, <laughs> but I don't know. And here's the thing: you don't know. You don't know. You know. But I hope they do. Uh, when I when I told that young man at the store the verse, um, he didn't say much about it, and then. Towards the end of the transaction, I noticed he kept looking at that tattoo. Mm-hmm. He kept looking at that Psalm 34, 6. I hope he looks it up. And, you know, because, like, you know, I want people, like, I want people to be like, look, there's hope. You yeah. know, you might think that, you know, you, you live this, maybe you live a horrible life and you just feel like you get, there's no getting up. There's no getting out of your situation. Cry to the Lord. Yeah. Amen. That's That's awesome. The Lord, beautiful. the Lord loves the hopeless. Hmm. Yes. He, he, the Lord does not, you know, you know, the old saying, God helps those who help themselves. So it's so false. Yeah. The Lord helps you when you realized and humbled yourself that there is no way out. There's no way up through your own strength or through the strength of anybody else. And then you turn to the Lord and say, Lord, help me. I can't do this. I, I need you. Yeah. And then the Lord helps. You know, it's like Psalm, uh, look up Psalm 40. Read that. He pulled him out of the miry clay and set his feet on a rock. You know, this person was crying out because they were, they were stuck. Yeah. They were stuck in this muddy pit and they couldn't get themselves out. The Lord never says, you meet me halfway you, you climb yourself out. No, he grabs you and picks you up. All he asks for us is that we turn to him. That's it. It's like the story of the prodigal son. I love this story. Uh, and I, I don't know how it's written uh, necessarily in the other gospels, but in the book of Luke, because I just read it recently, it said that he, the son was going back to his father. He decided to go back to his father. He made a royal mistake he wasted all his money and now he's starving. And it said, so he was, when he was, when he set out on his way to his father, while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and went out to him. Now that's a very important detail because, yes. because even in the book of, of the, the book of second Chronicles chapter seven, verse 14, mm-hmm. it didn't matter where the people were. It says, if you turn from your wicked ways and turn to me and repent, whether it doesn't say that, you know, you need to get all your affairs in order and, you know, change everything around. It's Uh-oh. you turn to him and then God will change everything. Yes. We put, we put too much pressure on ourselves. We try to do too much in the human strength. It's God. You know, Jesus Christ does it all. He did it all. That's true. 
Yeah, and that reminds me of Romans 10 where it says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How cool is that, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So it's, it's not, um, you know, we know what our job is here to do, and we know that, um, you know, there's some, once you plant that seed or whatever, these everybody has some homework to do, and, you know, they have to do their part, but, you know, that's the asking and the seeking and, the and, and you know, you question what, what you believe and you're looking for answers and that's it. And that's the promise right there in Romans. If you call on the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. And that, man, that's it. Yeah. That, that starts it off. You know, we talked about this before, Dr. Mike, in, in previous episodes about the suicide rate and how it's skyrocketed. Yeah. You know why? Because people aren't they're not they're not reading about the promises of god you know and i this is why i harp all the time about reading the bible read the whole bible read the old testament read the new testament read about how god delivered the israelites from their massive enemies armies that would have earthly destroyed them yeah and so when we find ourselves in situations where we're like, how do I get out of this? I'm stuck in this miry pit, this muddy pit. I can't get out of, I'm stuck. I'm in this horrible situation, but I cried out to the Lord and he pulled me out of that miry pit, that slimy pit, and he set my feet upon a rock. And it's like, because, we, because we're so often stuck in our worldly way of thinking where like we try to, we try to rely on ourselves to get us out of situations and to, to fix things and fix problems. We don't have to, you know, that's where we turn to the Lord with faith, you know, because if you read like in the, say in, in, in the, the old Testament where um, the Lord said to them, I'm going to deliver you from these enemies. I'm going to destroy this military. I'm going to, I'm going to defeat them for you. And then it helps strengthen our faith so that when we go to the Lord in prayer saying like, Jesus, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to get through this problem. But I realize that this problem is nothing compared to what you did for the Israelites when they went to battle that day and you destroyed hundreds and thousands of their military and their chariots. And, and I know that if you can do that for them, this is nothing. Yeah. But we have this, 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 this problem with the suicide rate. People are just they're opting out. They're killing themselves, but they don't have that hope. That's the problem. They that's don't it. have that hope. That's what it comes down to is hope, you know? And, and we, we, we talk about that. I mean, that's a, such a serious topic. Um, I think we should make it a, 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 a overall topic for probably our next or one of our next um, just to talk about it. It's so serious and it's such an issue going on right now. Yeah. Um, but the bottom line is, you, you know, there is hope and there is um, there is a future for you. And there's definitely a hope. And it's, uh, you know, you can't you're going to look and, and search for for the answer uh, a million times over. And you're not going to find it in, in earthly wisdom. That's for sure. No. And there, there's nothing that's going to fill that void um, other than God. So. I know as we, we're getting close on time, um, I, I want to thank you, Vicki, uh, definitely for being on the show. Yeah. And thank you. I, I want to have you back on definitely. for sure. Yeah, we want to have you on a lot because I feel like you, we want we want to hear you talk some more. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we commanded a lot of the time. I feel like I yeah. talked way too much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I apologize for that. What? No. that Listen, the Holy Spirit is in us. He's leading us. So... It's Mikey knows me. It's a shock that I could keep my mouth shut, but I did. <laughs> there are times when I like I I wanted to. Say, there was things I just that were on my heart that I wanted to say. And so. that's what God wants us to do. He wants yeah. us to listen yeah. to His voice, and He is inside of us, living. The only thing I would like to say is, I'm taking this class at church. It's called Biblical Citizenship in Modern America. And if people would go on patriotacademy.com, they could find out all about this class, our Constitution, the Bill of Rights. It's an awesome class. It's something that we were not taught in school because the government doesn't want us to know the truth of our rights. And 
it's the the founding fathers came here from England to get away from the tyranny that is happening today. And we need to stand up for our rights and do what's right. So I just wanted to say that. Vicki, Vicki, would you be available next week for a show? Uh, yes. Because I want to talk about that. And uh, okay. you did not get a chance to talk about that at all in this episode. So, uh, yeah, if, if you could join us next week. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. We, need to, we need to talk yeah, about that. I'm going to check that out, too. And uh, we like to go down that wormhole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we like As you heard us talk about earlier, I don't care what, what Google tries to do to us, if they want to censor us, whatever. We're going to talk about what we want to talk about. Yeah. So God is more powerful than Google. No matter Amen. what they think, yeah. the Lord has... What if he wants it to happen? It'll happen, whether what they think or not. the The Father is in control, no matter what these people think on this earth. Any of us, the Father loves us, and He's in control. That's right. Amen. Amen. And you know that you know God's going to let the truth get out. <laughs> yes. They can try to suppress it all they want, but God's in control. Right. And even if they think they get away with it, when you stand before the Father, what are you going to say when He's playing our? Our, our history of what we did in our life. Oh, I didn't do that. They yeah. have no leg <laughs> yeah. to stand on. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's a good point. But you know, these people, they, they, they're just, they're so deceived that they don't even think about it because if any, if people really, I can't get in the mind of these people, but do yeah. they, do they believe there's going to be a judgment day? Because if they did, wouldn't they be like worried? I think their heart is so hardened. Look at, yeah. Uh, like Pharaoh, his heart was so hard. He saw the things that happened, that the plagues when they came, and yet his heart was hardened. Yeah. Well, look, look to um, the Book of Revelation during the the Battle of Armageddon. These people are so delusional; they think they're going to fight against God and win. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. That I think better. I think that better answers our question. There is this. This is the mind of these people, and I'm when I say these people, I'm talking about. I'm talking about the elites of the world. These people that actually think they're gods. Um, I think that's in their mind. They have the audacity to show up on the day of Armageddon and and say, "I'm going. I'm declaring war against God." Like, yeah. man, man, are you nuts? Yeah. <laughs> you have to be. You're well, totally out of your mind. I mean, at that point, they've already picked a side, and it's, yeah, you know, they're convinced in 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 what they've what they've chosen. Um, but our job is to get them before they make that decision. So, um, Vicki, hopefully we'll get you on again next week. Thank you. And, uh, Absolutely. Oh man, it was so we great have to, to talk about this. And we, yeah. we got to make the next, we got to make the next episode about that. Cause uh, we need to talk about that. That's very important. Uh, that's what it is. Just decided. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Vicki, I love you. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, I love you too, Mike. It was great to, to hear you and hopefully one day we'll get you down here in the studio and we get to see you and, um, you know, we get to make fun of each other to our face. That'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, let's okay. all make fun of each other. That sounds like fun. <laughs> uh, have, a, have a blessed week, hon. I love you and take you, care. Thank you so much. Thank you. You as well. Hey, God bless you. Thank right. you. Take care, Vicky. We'll Bye-bye. talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.